and the recording is started. You're turned on to hold, and you have joined me on a, I was about to say a beautiful Monday morning, but it's not, uh, not in this traditional sense of the word beautiful, but it is Monday morning nonetheless, and uh, this is my first actual Monday off of work. I've been off for, um, I guess I was done last Tuesday. I finished on, I was really actually finished on the Friday before, but worked so late uh, on that Friday that uh, I ended up staying pretty, well, I stayed pretty late working. I went back on the Monday to pack up my stuff and get the hell out of there. So I was out of there by about, I don't know, just after lunchtime. I don't know if I'll actually get paid for that day or not, but uh, probably not. Uh, I didn't put in a timesheet. I don't know if anybody thought to put one in for me. In a way, I don't care. <laughs> I got a free lunch out of the deal, and it's not like I did a lot of work. I drove out there. I stuck around for a couple hours, copied my files over that I needed to copy over for backup, and um, just like had lunch and then came home, so... Um, I think that it kind of more than pays for the amount of time that I spent, um, I guess, goofing around on Friday and any days leading up to that. So I'm just making a cup of coffee. Uh, I've dropped Clara off at school. Um, and I've got a few things i got to do today. We are about to... Head out of town for a few days. We're going to go down to New York to celebrate my wife's 50th birthday. So we're going to do that uh, later this week. Probably, um, I, well, not probably. We are going to do it on Friday. And we'll be there for a few days. Four days or so. Um, and uh, we've got a few things scheduled. We're going to go to uh, see Lion King on Broadway. I've never actually been to a Broadway show, so that sounds exciting. We're going to go to... I we're going to go to the American Girl store, which, you know, is, is clearly just for Clara. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe I want a doll. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll get one that looks like me. Uh, and then we think uh, we're probably going to go to a toy store. We've got some birthdays and Christmas gifts to get. So sounds like a good plan to go shopping in New York for toys. We're going to go to FAO Schwartz, but I don't think it's the same. I think they shut down the original crazy building that they filmed in for big i was fortunate enough to go there um the last time we were in new york uh 10 years ago it's hard to believe it's been a decade since we've been there uh, I'm, I'm imagining that many things have changed for i mean for one thing the world trade center i guess has been rebuilt um so that'll be an interesting an interesting thing to see if we get by there We've got a, f a bunch of days to fill, so I know that my wife has kind of been planning things out. Um, they're going to go to the American Girl store, like I said, and I'm going to probably go somewhere else. I don't know what I'll do. Um, <laughs> they're going to go and have uh, lunch, I think, at the store there. So that ought to cost a gazillion dollars for crappy lunch for food that she won't even eat. Anyway, it's all about the experience. So... Uh, it's, it's been a kind of interesting couple of days off. Um, 
I've been trying to keep up with keeping busy, uh, doing tasks and, um, you know, just sort of keeping that schedule of, of, of work where you kind of work all day, you do something all day. Because I often fall into this, I don't know, um, immediate uh, sort of downswing as soon as I'm done work, where I, uh, I end up just kind of sitting around doing nothing or just waste the day away and don't get anything done. So this week has been, I've been trying to make sure that I keep up at least, you know, cleaning the house or doing the laundry or organizing the basement. I mean, I have so many things that I want to do that need to be done as well. Sorry, I'm also just making some breakfast. Um, There's so many things that just need to be done about the house or that I want to have done about the house that I know that some of them I have to get done before winter comes. We have to, you know, sort of tidy up our back patio. There's some leaves on it that need to get sort of pushed out into the common area so that the leaf guys that come on Tuesdays will pick them up and put away our patio furniture and hang the bikes up in the basement. But in order to hang the bikes up in the basement to store them for winter, I need to organize the basement a bit better. It has been accumulating things uh, over the last little while, and um, it's not so good. Uh, I'm falling into that habit of just putting stuff away, not putting it away, just sort of putting it away, though, away from my view. But that becomes dangerous because then I end up with, as I said back, I think, in episode four, that room. (laughs) I think it was episode four. I don't know. Go back. You'll find it. There was a room in the old house. There actually has been a room in every single house I've been in that is basically just filled with junk. It's sort of my hoarder's area or my room of uh, put it there and forget about it stuff. We currently have two of those in this house. Ah, Maybe three. My wife's office, the furnace room, and kind of the basement uh, living room area that we have down there. Maybe we'll call that the family room. I don't know. I don't know how to... (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. Maybe it's a den. Maybe it's more of a den. That's probably the way I should describe it. But things are kind of slowly building up down there. And and a lot of it is stuff that has been moved into the house and um, still hasn't gotten unpacked or put away properly. So it just needs to find a home. So the last couple days I've been dealing with that, just sort of getting, uh, getting things put in place. I've set up my computer, which was very important, because I plan on actually hopefully getting some work that I do from home so I can still actually earn a living. Uh, I have a friend who has a potential job in um, Winnipeg who may be able to throw me some, throw me a bone and throw me some work from there, which would be awesome. We'll see if it happens. If it doesn't, uh, it doesn't. so that's that. Uh, the other big thing that's been happening is that in all of that, uh, one of the things that I've been wanting to do is get back on budget. I think about this time last year and probably the couple of months leading up to, to this time last year when we bought this present new house that we're in, new, the townhouse, uh, we were, I was talking about budgeting and about you know controlling our money. Well, the 
process of getting the house up for the last house up for sale, getting it ready, uh, cleaning, you know, showing and all that. The budget kind of got pushed to the side. I kind of stopped looking at it, stopped taking care of it. We just sort of, we got busy. We got really busy. And, and the system that I had set up, while inexpensive in a way, in that I was just using um, um, Excel to uh, keep track of spending and keep track of the budget, it did involve a little bit of extra work, especially in terms of the keeping track of spending, because it meant that I had to manually input everything that we, we had spent. And that part was a big barrier for me. Um, when I first started using Mint, I enjoyed the fact that it would download all the transactions. And uh, I could categorize them then. I could do that while sitting on the couch watching television at night. I could say, okay, well, that thing that I bought at Value Mart or at no frills is groceries and it would just go to that and then it would be able to tell me how much I'd spent on each thing. But for some reason more and more I didn't like using Mint. I guess I didn't like their budgeting function. Um, and so a little while ago I heard about a uh, software app. I don't know what you want to call it. It's now um, web-based. It's called You Need a Budget, YNAB. And, and uh, so I thought I'd give it a try and uh, I started on... Um, Thursday, was it Thursday or Friday? I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it would be before, um, before Halloween. I started setting up a budget on that. And it seems at the moment to be kind of a useful way of budgeting. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Hopefully I can keep on budget and we can, we can live uh, <laughs> frugally. Um, but have our money work for us properly and um, n not waste our money. I think we've been, we've been spending an awful lot of money on, I think probably the biggest expense that we don't need to spend money on is eating out or getting takeaway food. We're really bad at that. <laughs> I think lately that's been the biggest thing we've, we've spent a lot of extra money on that we don't need to. I mean, we spent huge amounts of money on, on, you know, a couch and an air conditioner and furnace this year that ate up a lot of our money. Um, now we're hoping to save to renovate the kitchen here and uh, eventually renovate a bathroom. We want to get a freezer for the basement. There's a bunch of savings goals that we've set. So, uh, that, that's kind of what we're doing. So there you go. I'm going to pause there. I'm going to eat my breakfast and I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about something that is a little bit more interesting, maybe has something for us to think about. So that's the catch-up corner with Doug. See you when I get back. about something interesting. I've taken the lapel mic off and uh, you're now just sitting on my table in the in the kitchen. Sorry if there is an echo but that is the way 
It is. So I, uh, I started to just, I just felt like listening to some music this morning. Um, things were a little quiet in the house. My wife was uh, eating her breakfast. My kid was upstairs getting dressed. And uh, I thought, you know, maybe it might be a good idea to put some music on and, and have a little bit of mellow music in the morning to just sort of hear as we went about our morning duties. So I opened up the um, Sonos app on my phone and I searched for morning under playlists. And I have uh, the Sonos that we have. It's an old, uh, what is it, a Sonos 3 or something like that? Uh, sort of a generation one version. And it's linked to Spotify, which we have an account for. And um, so it, it did a little search and it found uh, a few morning playlists on Spotify. So I kind of picked one of the ones at random um, that I just kind of quickly tapped on. And I saw that the first song was Here Comes the Sun, of course, by the Beatles. And I thought, wow, that sounds, that, that looks pretty good. It's promising. And um, so here, here Comes the Sun started playing. And uh, I quite enjoyed it. You know, it was nice. It felt good. It was sort of uh, bright and cheery. Uh, even on this day that is kind of cloudy and overcast and probably about to rain, it ended up being a, a nice thing to hear in the morning. And then after that came on, um, for some reason, what was it? Was it Luca that was the, the second song? Yeah, Luca by Suzanne Vega comes on. And it was an acoustic version, I'll give it that. So, you know, acoustic in the morning, uh... I, was the original even acoustic? I don't know. This was definitely not the acoustic, the original version. So Luca comes on, and I'm like, really? This is a this is a playlist called Morning Stroll on Spotify, and I'm thinking, if I'm even if I'm out on a morning stroll, walking in the woods or something like that, or on the street, or or just you know, even if I was getting exercise not just sitting on the couch listening to music, trying to find something nice to listen to in the morning. Would I really want to hear Luca? This is a song that's about child abuse. We've just come with, um, we've just left, here comes the sun. Here comes the bright, shiny day. Everything's all right. It's all right. We're coming out of the, the, the darkness of winter, uh, the, the, the darkness of slumber, whatever you want to sort of get into the whole sort of here comes the sun, but it's sort of an uplifting song. It may be kind of alludes to there have been being a um, a dark time, I suppose. I don't know. I should probably really listen to the lyrics of that a little bit more. That's the problem with not being a lyrics person. But Luca, I mean, first of all, Luca, I mean, it's really not that great of a song it's also a punchline for a lot of like 90s humor i think um which is kind of i guess bad problematic in the first place but um so i skipped that song i was like uh, i don't know about that and so the next song was a john mayer meyer mayer m-a-y-e-r mayer it was a john mayer song it's called why georgia um i have no idea what it's about uh maybe we can get into that later but i just I have I have no way of knowing what songs are about. Apparently, 
um, the was it this roller skate song was about having sex, uh, at least according to Oliver Rockside. I didn't know that. Um, I still like the song. You know, I got a brand, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. Wherever it goes. Whoa, that was weird. Let's let's play that a few more times, shall we? Wherever it goes. So anyway, uh, I started listening. I was listening to the John Mayer song, Meyer Mayer, and um, I I couldn't decide whether or not I liked it. And I don't know if anybody else uh, experiences this. But I've, I do this with, with a lot of things, with music, uh, books, television shows, movies. I can't decide whether I like it or not. And it seems like something that one should be able to kind of be very clear about as to whether you like something or not. I don't know. Maybe it comes down to the fact that maybe not all things are binary. Um Maybe some things you just kind of neither like nor dislike. I have a feeling that's more what the case is, but I also think, I wonder if maybe part of the reason that sometimes I do not know whether I like something or not is because I'm worried about the perception of, of my liking something. And I, I wonder where that stems from. I, I have a feeling it comes from, from youth, from, from high school, where it was bad to like certain things at certain times. More on that in a second. I'm going to uh, change locations. I'm very uncomfortable in this chair. I'm going to move downstairs and we'll come right back. So anyway, as I was saying, um, there was sort of this fear I seem to recall uh, when I was in high school, a fear of of liking the wrong thing, I guess, essentially, is what it was. Yeah, I think that even goes back to before then. It probably goes back to grade school. I think we sort of you know, we forged our allegiances to certain things, you know, you were either in my day, a fan of Transformers or GoBots, you weren't both. (laughs) It was wrong to be a fan of GoBots, at least in my crew, you had to be a fan of Transformers. Even though, at the time, I really kind of thought the GoBots were just Transformers, they were, you know, what's wrong with that? Oh, that's damn good coffee. So, I guess that, you know, an example of that would be something like, um, here's a good example, Culture Club. When I was in um, grade seven, I think, Karma Chameleon came out. Now, I'm, I still don't think it's really a very good song. Um, Well, do I? (laughs) I, you know what it is? I appreciate the song now. I really do appreciate it. And when I do hear it, I enjoy it. Perhaps that's nostalgia. Um, but I think that there's a lot of um, 
culture club music that I did not appreciate when it first came out. Um, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me is, uh, is a wonderful song. It's fantastic. But at the time, the culture that I lived in, it was wrong to like the culture club, ironically. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the 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 era uh, of the 80s in terms of this fear of gay culture um you know here was uh, here was a guy who clearly was not of the you know straight persuasion let alone what we didn't know of in terms of cis um persuasion you know so it it was it was sort of you know if you liked that song, then it, you were ostracized for some reason. Thank God all that changed. And, and, you know, I kind of got out of that culture of, you know, of, of, of well, homophobia and, uh, you know, fear of the different and, you know, into a more accepting world. Whether it be the people that I started to hang out with or people I met later in life and just sort of the awakening into adulthood. But I think that, you know, that song in particular, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Or even, you know, Karma Chameleon, um, a bunch of music. I'm starting to rediscover now and, and think, well, you know, actually, I do like that song. But every once in a while I hear something and I'm like, do I do I like that? And if I do like that, is that wrong? And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to mention something here, and I'm not blaming anyone, but it it, it does kind of I think stem from uh, listening to uh, Oliver Oxide's uh, podcast, "You're Just the Worst," which I love. I love that podcast, uh, I, and also "In Your Ear Holes," where every once in a while they play a bad song, and. I find myself quite often saying, I don't think that's a bad song. <laughs> What's wrong with me that I don't that I don't find that as a bad song? And I know, taste is different. It's some things are not for some people. And that's clear. So what is it? What is it that is then keeping me from actually saying, you know, that is a, that's a that's a good song, that's something that I like. I think when it comes to instrumental music, I can figure it out. I can, with instrumental music, there's kind of like, there's no, from what I can tell, there's no real need for interpretation as to what the song is about, because it's really just music for the joy and beauty of music, more or less. I, if I'm, If anybody knows of sort of music that is, well, no, you know, I, I know of something already that there is sort of arty music in terms of like uh, Brian Eno's ambient for airports, you know, a type of music that is kind of brainy in a way where it's like, well, you're not meant to hear everything that's played there. You kind of, it's just kind of meant to creep into your life. There is sort of some meaning and thought behind that. But definitely when it comes to lyrical music, I I have a lot of trouble deciding, first of all, you know, <laughs> what's the song about? And I don't know if that's just a, uh, I don't know if it's a laziness in me, and I've talked about this before. I don't know if it's a laziness in me in terms of not wanting to do the work to figure out what something is about. 
I don't know if it's a comprehension issue. I don't know if it's a listening issue. I imagine, much like some, like liking something or disliking something, it is probably, again, non-binary. Which I think most of the world is that way. Things are not always on or off or right or wrong or male or female or, you know, black or white. Did I use that one already? I don't know. (laughs) But I also think that there are certain songs, there's a certain type of song, I guess, that uh, maybe when you first hear it, it's not the right time for you to hear it. It's not the time for you to understand it. It's not made for you at that moment. And the wonder of, and the beauty of recordings musical recordings or audio recordings or whatever. This podcast could be somebody else's podcast. It offers up a moment in time that is uh, captured. It's, It's gathered. It's set in, you know, it's stopped in time, I guess. It captures that moment. Let's, how many other ways can I say that? Jeez. And so maybe if that song let's say, is not for you at that moment. It could be sometime later. So maybe if... Um, I'll bring up something that I... someone that I don't particularly enjoy. Um, I'm going to say Leonard Cohen. I I don't get him. Like, it's he's not for me. There are a few of his songs that I kind of like. I like Closing Time... I like, um, I think that's probably it. (laughs) There's the, uh, everybody knows song, whatever it is, but those are associated. I have associations, um, with those songs. Everybody knows I, I associate with pump up the volume, which was a, uh, a movie near and dear to my heart. For some reason, I always wanted to be Christian Slater in that movie. Um, running the pirate radio station and being the, you know, being the rebel. I always sort of fancied myself that that kind of kid. Kid person. Um, and uh, Closing Time, I hold near and dear to my heart because that was the song that my photography professor in university would sing when it was time for the dark room to close up. And David Lepage, brother of Robert Lepage, half-brother, I guess, uh, was, is, uh, was, to me, a very kind person. Very positive and um, funny and interested and interesting. Um, he was the one that, like, at some point really suggested to me that I I, I maybe start thinking about working in theater somehow or working in film. Uh, I think he originally sort of brought up theater and it was, you know, through his experiences, just talking to his half brother. I didn't listen at the moment, but you know what? In the end, I ended up following what he had suggested. But it was things like, like that, like that song that it's not so much that I actually really enjoy the song for what it is. I enjoy it for what it 
or how it makes me feel, which I think is also why I enjoy certain songs over others because they make me feel good, right? Or they make me feel bad. They, they make me feel the appropriate way that I want to feel when I listen to the song at that moment. But I do think that there are certain songs, like I said, that, that when they happen, maybe they're not for you at the moment. Maybe they are for you. Maybe they aren't later. For instance, when Tool came out with, you know, their, I think it was their debut album. It was the, uh, Why Can't We Be Broken or whatever it is. You know that song. I loved that album. I thought it was great. I went and saw them at uh, Porter Hall in Carl at Carlton. Uh, when I worked at the radio station there, there was I got free tickets for it. I got free I got free CDs all the time and all that. So I got that CD. I listened to that album a lot. I was really into industrial music for a while, and that's because at that moment that was for me. That was exactly what I wanted to hear. But then later I, I I found that I didn't have those I didn't have the need for that kind of sound. And I think that there is this way of music kind of finding its way to you at the appropriate moment when you really need it. And making that snap judgment on a song is maybe not the right way to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can make the judgment. Maybe at a moment you can say, This song is 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 crap. But maybe what's more appropriately to say is this song is not for me right now. Because I know that that song was the song most likely that that person wanted to record at that time. Then there was a reason that they did that. And they worked hard on it. No matter, no matter what it was that they did, like what, what they released, what you feel about their song, they probably worked pretty hard to put it out. I hope they did. Now, I will concede that there are probably many, many songs out there that were not so hard, work, you know, not so hardly worked on. <laughs> that were not given a lot of effort or thought. And which may, in fact, just always be garbage for you. And for many people. But for somebody, I guess, maybe it's not. And I guess that's the beauty of what we can still even loosely call art, is that it will always, hopefully, be for someone. But I also think there's a kind of music, well, maybe that relates to sort of that idea. I was, I was thinking earlier that it was like, is there, is there music that ages kind of like a fine wine or a... Uh, a scotch or something like that. I hate to use the alcohol reference, but is there something that ages well and becomes kind of better with time? Uh, the type of music that is maybe before its time where people just kind of don't get it, but now, you know, or later people start to enjoy it. Cindy Lauper was in that playlist. Uh, the song was, uh, I think it was Time After Time. And I remember when that came out, like I said, it was not for me. I didn't like it. I It was played an awful lot on the radio. I heard it all the time. And I didn't quite enjoy it. I thought it was just kind of... Mm, just not for me, really. 
But when I heard it this morning, I was like, you know, I really appreciate what this song is about, and I appreciate the the crafting of it. I kind of actually enjoy it now. So is it that it just wasn't for me at that time, or is it generally, is there a music out there? Perhaps not that, but is there, um, I, I there must be. There must be music out there that has been released at one point that when it came out, everyone was like, ooh. But now it has aged to the point where it's become accepted and and enjoyed by many, many, many people. I don't know. That's I think that's still the same thing. I mean, it's like, you know, it wasn't for whoever it was. Uh, you know, it wasn't for that person or for a whole large group of people, the sort of the tastemakers. It wasn't for them at the time. But later down the line, the, those perhaps either those tastemakers or the new tastemakers, it's for them. It is for them. Anyway, uh, that's all I got for you this fine Monday morning. I've got to um, get up from this comfortable couch. I'm going to finish my coffee. I'm going to uh, edit this thing together. I'm going to put it out. You'll probably have it, hopefully, before a minute, before too long. <laughs> Hold on. Just a second here, Editor Duck here. <laughs> Let's listen to that again. What was that? Oh my goodness. Let's hear that a few more times as well. Before a minute, I gotta get started. I gotta do a little bit of budget work. I gotta get out and do some grocery shopping. I gotta fold some laundry. I gotta get ready to go to New York. I gotta go get some American dollars. And before I know it, my wife will be home from, from work and I'll have to go out and get the kid and all my free time will be gone. I won't have time to do things like sit here and talk to you, my dear friends, which I have not done enough lately. I admit that. Sometimes I just don't have time to talk, especially when I'm working. But don't you love it when I'm off work and you get to hear from me? I was thinking this morning, I'm going to have to start working on the 12... Days of podcasting leading up to the 12th podcasting days of Christmas. Mm. Yes, that time is coming. And it's coming fast. Will it happen this year? I don't know. I know Jason's doing his. Ugh. What am I going to do? Should we bring back Charlie and Edith? I think we should. Not Charlie. He's talking about us. I think they're still around. I'll have to give him a call. Send him an email. Send him a postcard. Anyway, I better go. I hope that you are well, and I look forward to coming back soon and filling your ears with my crap. That's not That's not nice. I hope to share something interesting with you next time. I hope what I've said has, has helped, you know, got you thinking about something today. Because I think about a lot of weird stuff. Sometimes. Okay, take care. Oh, and you know what? I haven't said it in a long time. Love you.